0: Hello and welcome back to the Next Stage Podcast by Web Summit. My name is Luke and today we're taking you inside the minds of business and cultural leaders from around the globe. It's Tuesday, so we're looking at some of the best and brightest minds that CollisionConf has to offer. So sit back, relax and listen in. We'll be hearing from leading minds and industry giants from all over the planet. Gillian Tans, Chairwoman of Booking.com. It's great to be with you for this uh, conversation. Uh, Before we get into what travel looks like post-pandemic, I want to start with your personal story at Booking.com. I read somewhere that you were employee number seven, and obviously this company has grown uh, massively since you started and you've held a number of key roles. So talk to us about uh, coming on in the early days and the evolution of the company.
1: Yeah, so uh, I grew up in in the Netherlands and and really got a passion for travel very early in life when my mother sent me abroad to work and and to learn. And when I really got connected to new cultures and really saw that my normal was not always the normal. And uh, that's also when I started to gain interest in the travel industry. Um, I worked uh, for change and then in 2002, I I joined uh, Booking.com. And uh, when I was working for hotel chains in marketing and sales, realized how complicated it was to bring customers from all over the world into these properties. At that time, it was a brochure of this big where you had to make a choice of where to stay for your holiday. So in 2002, when booking approached me and uh, it was just a little startup, I thought, yeah, I'm going to take this chance. And I really believed that at that time, we didn't even know the internet was going to work, that this product would be perfect on the internet and could really help building a better, experience. And uh, I was employee number uh, seven at booking. And, and then indeed, we, we really grew from a very small startup to uh, yeah the, the, the biggest travel company in the world. And that's been an enormous journey and a lot of learnings. I always say it's a few pillars which have been crucial. I think first is culture, because the people eventually built this company, uh, the culture of innovation a culture of diversity, uh, a culture where people are allowed to make mistakes. And I think the second part is really uh, putting the customer at the center of everything you do and really uh, being very data-driven. We were very data-driven in our product approach, but also in our marketing approach. And that's how we really grew our business in all of these countries. And the last part is being locally relevant and globally scalable since we scaled to almost every country in the world today.
0: Well, we'll want to talk about the pillars that you were you're were, um, taking off there um, as it relates to booking.com and where it operates. It seems like it operates pretty much everywhere. Kind of walk uh, the viewers through, um, you know, where you are operating, maybe some of the brands that might not be as familiar to folks. I know I, when I see some of them, I'm like, oh, yes, I actually didn't know that was a booking.com uh, product. So walk us through that.
1: Yeah, so uh, you have Booking Holdings uh, and then under the umbrella of Booking Holdings, you have Booking.com, which is uh, basically accommodations, but nowadays, uh, Booking also does much more than accommodations. Then you have uh, transportation, right? You have within Booking.com a whole unit that does uh, rent the cars and car and driver. Then you have open table, which uh, I, I, it's a very famous brand in, in the U.S. for booking your restaurants. Uh, Kayak, right, which is a uh, basically uh, an engine where you can find hotels, uh, flights, and also cars. And then we have Agoda.com, goda.com, which operates out of Bangkok, which is also a travel company, but mainly coming out of Asia. Um, and I think that those were all the brands. And then did I forget anybody? No, I think that's it. Yes.
0: <laughs> Certainly a, a lot there. And. I do want to bring up, um, because you mentioned it earlier, some of the pillars, diversity being one of them. You're one of the most um, well-known, powerful women in the technology space, but diversity has obviously been very important to your business. Talk to us about uh, the importance of diversity and kind of the results you've seen by embracing so much diversity.
1: Yeah, so uh, I think diversity, if you think about it, has been in the DNA of booking since the start. I think coming out of a country like the Netherlands, who is very small, you need to think cross borders very early on. So you see that back in the culture of Booking.com, we operate in over, with over 140 nationalities working for Booking.com. We have uh, almost uh, we have over half of the population at Booking.com is is women. Uh, we have uh, 30% of women with uh, one third of the women in our board, for instance. So. Uh, yeah, you see that uh, diversity, you see everywhere back in our business. That, hasn't, that That's not to say that that always has been the case. There were many times in the past and probably still moments today where I'm the only woman in the room, but, uh, but we've been working very hard in, in all levels to make sure we keep making improvements here.
0: How do you think the tech, inter- the tech industry has changed um, since you've been in it um, from your perspective?
1: Yeah, so I think if if you think about uh, diversity and I think if you think about the industry as such haven't changed much, but consumers have changed a lot. If you think uh, ourselves how we use technology now in our daily lives, that's of course a lot different. And the importance of having diverse workforces behind this technology becomes more and more important. So I think the ur- the urgency is, is, is getting uh, bigger. Um, you do see a lot of initiatives in our industry. So I think if you compare it to 2000, uh, a lot has happened, but yeah, still a lot needs to happen. I think with booking, we've been very proud that we've been mentioned by the Financial Times of one of the company who is basically a, a leader in diversity. So, uh, but it's hard work every day. And I think also I saw recently a study from Lean in where you saw every, 100 Black males who were promoted, only 58 Black women were promoted. So uh, you see, well, they actually applied at the same rate. So you do see there's still so many gaps uh, everywhere. And then if you think about the amount of women that come out of uh, these studies, right? Only 10% of women in many countries uh, that come out of uh, technical studies. So there's still a lot of work that needs to be done to make uh, improvements.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were mentioning earlier the culture at Booking.com, embracing this kind of experimentational uh, culture, culture of experimentation, a culture of innovation. Um, I would imagine that applies to navigating a global pandemic You think about travel. um, That was the industry that seemed like that got hit hard and fast when the pandemic set. What was it like navigating the pandemic?
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I, I think we all have seen the impact uh, on travel, and that's been enormously. And I think the first thing that we uh, we we worked on, we worked on was really making sure that all of the workforce at Booking could work remotely, right? And uh, that that they receive communication and that they stay engaged. And uh, we have uh, 300 offices and then 10,000 customer service employees, which had to change to working from home. So that really was our first interest and then on the second part you see that as a business right when uh, bookings decline there's uh, a lot you need to do right making sure that you have enough uh, money on the bank right so uh, management uh, had to change and deliverance uh, given salary right so there's many things that we've done to make sure that uh, yeah we survive this pandemic right and then if you think about uh, what you need to do for customers and how this is changing and I think the industry has never seen such challenge and change, right? And uh, we've seen that with airline ticket changing fees, uh, everywhere you've seen that the industry had to react very fast to all of these uh, these changes. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, a a, a lot of changes. Uh, I would be curious, um, from someone in a leadership position, um, how did the pandemic maybe change or, or shift your own thinking or any sort of lessons that you learned in that time?
1: Yeah, you always learn a lot of lessons. I think, especially specifically with extreme situations, right? And you learn, yeah, that your focus on consumers is even more important, right? Because you had to, you have to make sure you understand how the needs of these consumers change. For instance, if you think about health and safety, which suddenly became so important to customers. So we had to go out to our accommodation partners to make sure that we we gather that information so consumers can actually see what are these accommodation partners doing. So these are all changes that you need to go through, but you need to react very quickly, right? And and that's why as companies, it's so important that you stay agile so that you can keep changing yourself to make sure that you're there where your customers need you the most.
0: Mm Well, you just mentioned um, staying agile, um, the changes, kind of meeting um, your customers where where they need you the most. Um, I do want to talk about maybe some of the trends within travel, maybe even some of the opportunities. How do you think the pandemic will change the way we travel? What kind of long-term effects do you think it will have?
1: Yeah, so uh, you always see with these type of changes that uh, yeah, customers learn new things and and we've seen that as well that uh, we've seen it last summer that uh, customers book closer to home, right? They explore much more their own countries and I think we see through data that, uh, that's that been extreme, right? 85% of our business have been domestic, well normally that was uh, under 50%, right? So that's already where you see a big change in, in consumer behavior. But we know through customer data that this uh, will stay, right? So we do see that customers still intend to stay closer to home. and uh, so this is something that uh, I think is is a new trend that we are seeing that will probably not go away for some time. Then uh, another trend we're seeing is working remotely. So uh, you see now that uh, people work second, work remotely, that they can actually start uh, combining. So they can start combining their trip together with their work, and that's what we see through data as well. And also, booking has been gathering information from accommodation partners to make sure we indicate to consumers which properties are work-friendly, so where it's actually good to work. But this is a a new trend that we're seeing as well, which comes because of the, the pandemic. And I think the third part, which is the need for flexibility. And I think that will stay as well. You see that Caspers want to have that flexibility to change their plans because it's not always that certain anymore.
0: That's actually a really interesting trend. Can we just explore a little bit further? Because you know we we know business travel has been hit very hard. We're not we're obviously not together. We're not going to conferences together at this time. So you have to think about the impact on business travel. But the idea of remote work and travel combined—do you think that could maybe fill a gap? Um, and maybe the void that we're seeing um since business travel has been hit so hard
1: yeah i think it, it i think it's uh it, it's a bit different than business travel right we've always seen people combining business travel with maybe staying the weekend but this really is because people are not supposed to be, they don't have to be in the office anymore five days per week, right? So that this drives a lot more flexibility in in, in joining a, a trip with work. And uh, we see through data that uh, 37% uh, of bookers have already considered booking somewhere where they can actually work. So I think this is something that we see more and more
0: of. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the industry really adapt to allow for that remote work. Um, Let's talk about technology. I know this has been so critical to the industry and I know you all um, have been key players in bringing technology to the travel sector. Um, Where do you kind of see technology heading in the future for the travel industry?
1: Yeah, so it's extremely important technology, I think. If you think about uh, booking your trips today, there's still a lot to gain with technology. I think most of what role technology played was really in the planning of the trip. But you see now, because of new technology, because of 5G that's coming up, that more and more technology will play a role in Trip as well to really help customers to to create a better experience. I think also, if you think about AI, machine learning, to make it much more personalized, which in travel, I think, also can be a big win for consumers because there's such a, a lot of choice, right? When you need to find your perfect accommodation somewhere, for the perfect trip, right? So I think this is also something that uh, can be extremely uh, important, but that's where we see, I think most uh, developments in technology and travel for the future is really to think through how can we make a much more combined trip, right? Instead of uh, all these pieces that we need to build uh, together.
0: Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the recovery. Where are you starting to see green shoots? What does the travel industry recovery look like? How do you see that unfolding? And what would aid in that recovery?
1: Yeah, so I do think it will take some time. Uh, because I think once more and more people are vaccinated, I think that does help, of course, that people will take that trip again. But it will take some time before people really get on a plane to the other side of the world. We see that through data as well. So I think there will be recovery. But it, but it, it will be slow, and it will take some time.
0: Where are you starting to see that right now, though? Any sort of green shoots that we might be up- Yeah Well, you
1: see that people are looking for the summer, for instance, so you do see that people are starting to think about uh, trips for the summer, either if it's closer to home, right? Or some people are thinking to do go to another country, but people are still very careful, I think, because they want to make sure that it's really safe right to travel at that time so uh, that's why it's it's always very difficult to predict right how how fast or or when this would truly change but we we predict it will take some time
0: well gillian tans chairwoman of booking.com i know i am certainly looking forward to resuming uh travel and i thank you so much for your time and i want to send it back to collision interrupted thank you Thanks for listening. And if you want to hear more about these topics firsthand, or you want to let us know what you want to hear, be sure to check us out on any of our social media accounts or visit websummit.com. That's websummit.com.